This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of Gun Sports Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, look for our shows on your favorite podcast platform. That's right. If you missed a show, all you got to do is go to gunsportsradio.com on any of your podcast platforms. That's gunsportsradio.com. Take a sit back and listen. Hey, and please remember, we're now two hours, not one hour, so don't be hanging up at 5 o'clock. We got one more hour. All right, the sponsor for this show is Firearms Legal Protection. Uh, this hour is, like I said, brought to you by Firearms Legal Protection, and they are good friends of Gun Sports Radio. Firearms Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out at their website at firearmslegal.com. That's firearmslegal.com. Hey, do you need to take a CCW class for your San Diego CCW and you want an Arizona, Florida, or other multi-state CCW? Well, visit CCWUSA.com. That's CCWUSA.com. They offer small classes, expert instructions to fit your schedule and your wallet. Three classes every month, two weekend classes all starting at 8 a.m. Classes fill up quickly, so book now. Private lessons are available as well. Great days and times to meet your busy schedule. Check their website for details on how to apply for your San Diego or other multi-state CCW. That's CCWUSA.com. That's CCWUSA.com. All right, guys. Hey, we got the round table, and the topic is Murrieta City Council. SB and San Diego Riverside monthly meeting. Yeah, Marietta uh, is a, a nice little town up in Riverside, and uh, you know Riverside County Gun Owners is uh, relatively new, and they're growing. They they followed our uh, our lead, and uh, we're helping them grow and helping them get involved. They have a brand new executive director, uh, uh, Karen uh, Karen Wood, who we, we need to have an an interviewer because she does a great job. But mm-hmm. this week this past week what we did is we found out that marietta and we actually interviewed him a couple years ago i don't know we if did. you remember i this. remember that yeah remember marietta uh was one of the first i think the first city to decide to start issuing ccws because the sheriff would not so we talked to him and, and you know and that's great uh they did a really good job but it was still it was like nine hundred dollars to get a ccw and they required a psych evaluation I remember that now, at the time, two years ago, we're going, okay, you know, that's better than not having CCWs at all. You know, maybe it's a step in the right direction. And we were right. It was a step in the right direction. They had four or five other cities that followed suit. Well, they came out recently and said, hey, we're dropping the price by like $250, $300 uh, to get your CCW, basically because Riverside, they they elected a new sheriff, uh, Chad Bianco, and he's doing a great job, but he's pumping these CCWs through. I mean, he's doing an amazing job. Really? Yeah, it's, everything's changed up in Riverside, and that I got to tell you, that, that really speaks to you know, you know, getting the right people elected makes a world of difference. So all this explanation is is 
is happening, we realized, okay, they're pro CCW. They wanted to lower the price. Now let's go and talk to them about getting rid of that psychological evaluation. Because it sounds like, well, gee, Mike, how come we don't want a psychological evaluation? We want to make sure that they're not crazy, right? Well, mm-hmm. that's not what this is. It's not a uh, test to see if somebody is you know, dangerous to themselves or others. It's a personality test. It's a 250 true and false test that they give to uh, basically security guards before you can become a licensed security guard mm. to see if you have the uh, proper temperament to be a security guard. Sure. So there's no requirement for you to defend yourself outside of the home that you, you have to have the same personality as a security guard, right? Isn't that weird? Right, it is. But to their credit, it was kind of a CYA measure. They're like, hey, we're really kind of sticking our necks out here. So let's, 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 uh, let's you know, take this extra step. And like I said, they lowered prices. They, they're excited about the fact they're issuing. But okay, now let's bring this in line with California law. Let's bring this in line with uh, you know, the county that they're in and the surrounding counties, San Bernardino, Orange, San Diego. None of them require. In fact, I don't know any county that requires these, uh, this personality test. So we went down and I spoke and, and kind of set the context. Here's who Riverside County Gun Owners is, local you know, Second Amendment political organization. Karen spoke as a mom. And basically made the point, she said, hey, that's $200 for a personality test that's not not required, doesn't do anything. Uh, that's $200 uh, I can't spend on training. That's $200, uh, you know, that's a thousand rounds of ammunition that I, I can't use to practice with. $200, though, is also, you know, shoes for her kids, sure. you know, and food on her table. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, and then Shane, uh, one of the other board members up there who works for defensive tactics and firearms up in Fallbrook, uh, he, he basically broke it down from a professional point of view. Hey, I'm an, I'm an instructor. I can't even recommend people go through the city for their CCW anymore because this just doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he trains people and, you know, tests people all the time. And he said one of the most important things about training and testing is you have to have, you, know, you have to be able to quantify things. Well, how do you quantify a personality test? You know, how do you exactly. know you how do you know you pass? <laughs> you know, are we really stopping anybody or is it just just a simple two hundred dollar tax? It's a two hundred dollar tax is exactly, exactly what it is. Oh, my God. So it was very interesting. Um, a lot of uh, they were very, very interested in listening. We're reaching out to them. We're going to meet with them. We're going to talk, talk them through it and see if we can't get the uh, $300 that they uh, uh, lowered the prices can't get that down to $500 by getting rid of this $200 yeah. personality test. So how crazy it is. And it, it, again, um, you know, I don't want to bash them over the head unless they decide to keep the personality test, you know, for, for I, I totally get that. Hey, this was their way of trying to help and they did help. And they were a big part of that. And I, that's great. But uh, now it's it's time to take another step. Get rid of that stupid well, personality test. If you think about a psych test without reading the test they're giving you, it probably makes really good sense. You know, if you're you test as a Looney Tune or something like that, no, you don't need it. You don't need to own a gun. But it sounds to me like they didn't read the test. Well, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like they it's said, just. Ooh, that sounds good. Let's ooh, let's let's implement that. Exactly. I think they were worried about. Uh, you know, taking a big step and being criticized for it. Right. And this protects them to a certain degree. Well, they took the psych test. Either they failed or they passed or what have you. But yeah, sounds to me like they had no clue what they were doing. They just thought, well, that that sounds like a good idea. Yep. So now it's time to fix it. Well, and even in doing that for real too, that that's not a $200 test. 
I mean, if, uh, if no. you really want to evaluate, you know, if mental health professionals really need to evaluate somebody to really get a picture of, of how they are, that's not a $200 thing. No. Thing. It's a couple, couple and, more, a couple well, more bucks. Yeah. Well, and plus, you know, they can't, it's, it is not an exact science. They cannot mm-hmm. look at somebody and say, yes, that person will be violent or no, that person won't do this. It's, it's, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe not. So we all have the know, ability to lose it. Well, yeah, but I mean, do you want to deprive someone of, of a basic right? And especially with this one now, because when it when it's exorbitant like that price wise, you're you're now discriminating against lower income kind of people and you're you're pricing them right out of being able to protect themselves and the, and their families. So uh well, so good I, if they're looking at that. Yeah, well we hope we hope to make we hope we're forcing them to look at it. But that was another point I brought up is that hey, you know, you guys are lowering the lowering the prices by almost three hundred dollars. Clearly, you agree that the right to defend yourself is not just for rich people. Mm-hmm. So let's take that another step. Yeah. It's kind of funny, though. Um, the first speaker before us, I guess they're having issues with their water. There's some kind of uh, some kind of uh, chemical in the water that they're trying to <laughs> trying to uh, remove. And it was kind of contentious. Uh, and uh, it marks the first time I've ever been in front of a city council to speak and have not been the most controversial person uh, in yeah. the room. <laughs> usually, <laughs> you know, usually I'm like, oh, great. That's yeah, perfect. Usually I'm the, I'm the one that everybody's all tense about, but this time it was when you're talking about your water supply. Yeah. That would get pretty riled. Things up. get serious. Yeah. But Karen Wood, the executive director for Riverside County gun owners, she's a fantastic volunteer up there, did a great job. I, I do think we should get her on the air and, and, uh, and, uh, well, interview. that sounds like you got something else to do. I got a little project now. You got that spreadsheet, man. Get that girl on that <laughs> spreadsheet, man. Once she's on the spreadsheet, she's golden. That's it. All right, hey, we're going to take a quick break, folks. We got a whole lot more for you right here on Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening. The answer. All right. Hey, folks. What's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike, Lance, and I use them. Fire and Joe. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners. With a 24-7 emergency hotline and a plan designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com or 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100 or FirearmsLegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. California assault weapon laws makes it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Converts any mill spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered assault weapons. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, no turning off your gas system. Keeps your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey folks, home mortgages, interest rates have dropped yet another to another low. 
If you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're even considering a reverse mortgage, you need to call an expert. Call the local mortgage guy that we trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303, 619-722-1303, or just go to primeres.com backslash Alpine. All right, Mike, who's our special guest today? My good buddy, John Correa. John, are you there? I'm here. Welcome. It's uh, I'm grateful to be here. Have you ever had uh, Ace of Spades as your intro music? <laughs> I think that's the first time I've had Ace of Spades on the intro, and I might keep it. <laughs> you should definitely keep it. Yeah, you, you, can definitely thank, keep it. you can thank Brendan for that. He's our <laughs> musical wizard in the box. So John is like from... a release pitcher coming in. You know what I mean? There you like, go. That's your your walk up or your uh, yeah. So uh, John is from Active Self Protection ASP, which uh, your logo is a snake, which is I'm assuming the snake is an asp. Is that right? Correct. See, yeah, I, yeah, that's right. I was today many years old when I figured that out. I just figured that out. I, I, I've known you for a few years. I've been following you for a few years. I just figured that out today, John. Oh, this is John's. Uh, well, look at you, man. You're making it. I know. <laughs> John's your great chance to throw in that tagline, too, that I always hear about. Yeah, we talk about cover your ass. There we go. <laughs> so active, And it actually has a reason because at, the asp is the Egyptian cobra, which is a small snake that's not aggressive to people but will defend itself and is quite deadly if threatened. See, I didn't know any of that. And that's a perfect description of the service you provide. John, you ha- he, if, you've probably seen him on YouTube. If you're listening, you've probably seen him on YouTube. Uh, what he does is he's an instructor out of Arizona, and he started reviewing um, uh, defensive gun use videos, so like security videos, that sort of thing, when someone has is defending themselves with a gun, and he breaks it down, shows it to you exactly what happened, and then breaks it down step by step, and basically walks you through things that were done well, things that were could have been done better, mistakes that were made, that sort of thing. And I can't, I don't know, I, I've lost count. I th- are you up to 15,000 videos you've reviewed? Well, we've, we've analyzed about 25,000 defensive encounters, both armed and unarmed. We have about uh, 1,900 on our main channel right now that we've narrated from lessons learned. 25,000 defensive gun use videos that that's just you know when people especially when the the folks that are trying to restrict our rights and take our guns away when they talk about you know the fact that uh or when they their opinion is that uh, being you know defending yourself with a firearm is a myth it's a fantasy well here's twenty five thousand videos this is just what was caught on video that's that john has and and what john has analyzed i mean think of how much how how often this happens and how common it really is is that is that something that occurred to you when you started down this path you know it really wasn't what was first in my mind but of course you know we look at the statistics and they say that there are somewhere over two or three hundred thousand defensive gun uses every year in america and the more we see one of the the things that i do the main videos for every day is to remind people that defensive firearm uses are normal defensive firearms carry is normal and good and helpful to our society I think that's a great message. Well, I, you know, you've come out a couple times and taught a seminar that I really like. Um, it's your 21 lessons learned after watching all these uh, videos and analyzing them. 
Uh, you've you boiled it down to 21 lessons that that people can walk away with. And John, I'll be honest, I I think that uh, the gun world tends to make mountains out of molehills, and there are very few times. I and I hear it all. I, you know, everybody's got a piece of advice for me. Um, and there are very few times I can think of that somebody has actually changed uh, changed my opinion or, or changed my behavior on something. And one thing that really hit home from your 21 lessons is that you pointed out that out of all these thousands of times people that have used a firearm to defend themselves, I think at the time you said only three times you've seen somebody actually change a magazine or use an extra magazine, right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, when we talk about in, in officer-involved gunfights, it's very different because officers have to chase bad guys down and take them into custody. But private citizens, to this day, I have never seen a magazine change affect a defensive gunfight for a private citizen. So I'm not saying it's wrong to carry a spare mag, but it, it just doesn't really affect real fights that I've ever seen. So, but but the, it's, there's one step. You took it one step further, though, and you never discouraged people from carrying an extra magazine. But the one point that really seriously has changed my behavior, and I appreciate what you've done, is you said, look, if you're carrying an extra magazine, if you have room for an extra magazine, and you're not carrying a tourniquet, you're wrong. Either get rid of the extra magazine and replace it with a tourniquet or start carrying a tourniquet, too. Yeah, I'd go even farther than that today because, um, in in fact, for instance, today's very video on the main channel was somebody shot in the chest during a defensive gunfight. So a full trauma medical kit is very important to me. And I've actually used my trauma medical kit three times, at least one of which was pretty instrumental in helping somebody survive. Um, None of those were gunfight related. But having trauma medical and the skills, of course, of course, the skills to use it is very important in our world. So I'm not saying not carry a spare, but if you're carrying a spare and you don't carry a less lethal on you, like, say, an OC spray or something like that. In fact, one of my staff members today, in in fact, this very day, one of my employees used her OC spray to protect her and her children from a, a very aggressive person. So if you're not carrying a less lethal, you're not carrying some trauma medical, but you are carrying a spare, I'd encourage you to think about that and, and, and maybe change some things up. And, you know, John, this is Joe. And, uh, you know, I just wanted, I've said this to you before uh, when we've talked, but I mean, you provide one of the, one of the best services to our community uh, through the things that you create um, your videos are great. I watch them all the time, and they've influenced my behavior. Um, I do carry the spray with me now as a less lethal uh, thing. And, um, you know, one of the things we're doing out here, we've recently got our concealed carry rights back, and it's just booming out here. We're doing like eight different seminars each month, uh, explaining to people how to get them. And I always encourage people to do it correctly, get the training, get the things you need. And I always point out your videos and encourage people to watch those every day. And in fact, um, if you're still listening a little bit later today, we're going to talk about um, carrying around in the chamber, which was the article I wrote this week. And I linked to one of your recent videos there because um, it shows a woman who um, was carrying with one not in the chamber and had to fumble racking it and just barely got it out in time to use it. And uh, it's very, very educational stuff. So you do just a great job and a great service for us out here. Well, I really appreciate that. And of course, I'm so grateful for the work that you guys are doing. You know, as somebody who I moved to Arizona from San Diego County, and when I lived there 
at the end of the, you know, very beginning of the 21st century, I mean, Carrie was just unheard yeah. of. So the work that you guys are doing is so important and I'm so grateful. And we know that good people carrying is a good thing for them and their families. So I'm super grateful to help in any way, you know, and, and Mike, you and I've talked about this. I wear my San Diego County gun owner shirt <laughs> yeah, all do. the time on camera because I appreciate the work you do. Well, that's awesome. So active self-protection, what, what can, people need to do what? We need to go to your website. We need to like you or subscribe on, on YouTube, right? Or, or tell, us, tell us what you want what you want people to see and tell us what you want people to get out of what you're providing. Well, so what we do is every day people send me real-life surveillance videos from armed robberies, carjackings, mugging, stabbings, home invasions. I do after-action reports on them. comes from my time in the military. And so please join us. Go to our main YouTube channel, Active Self-Protection. I have a second channel, Active Self-Protection Extra. Subscribe to us there and come and be a part of what we're doing. We'd love to have you and help you. That's awesome. I, I really do. It's all I can do, John. Um, there is probably, I don't think a week goes by that I have to stop myself from sending you a video and going, John, what about this one? Tell me about this one. Like I'm a, like I'm a kid. Cause I just, I just, I think they're so interesting. You're also, you're my wife's favorite too. Like all these guys, these, uh, you know, on YouTube and instructors and, you know, the provide different, uh, uh, you know, services. Uh, my, my wife, Laura watches your stuff and loves it. And I, I, the reason I say that is my wife's not, uh, you know, she's into guns. She's got her CCW. She's got her gun. She's a good shot, but she's not, you know, immersed in the world, you know, like or, or in the community like the rest of us are. Um, and and it, it appeals to her very, very much because it's so practical and it's so easy to watch. And the, the lessons are so uh, uh, useful. Um, so that's somebody that's kind of outside of the bubble who, who says, yeah, this is good. This is interesting and good information. I really appreciate that. I think. You know, one of my big goals is to help people who are just trying to see, is this something that's important? Should I be a self-defender? And to show them the realities. You know, I started active self-protection just to see what is the reality of self-defense? And am I training the right things? I'm a martial artist. I've got 14 years in uh, empty-handed self-defense and a firearms carrier. And so, you know, uh, people like your wife who they're like, well, I'm not a big training junkie. Most of us aren't but I want to know what I really need to be prepared for. That's really what my goal is. So I'm super grateful to help. And, and man, you're just really encouraging me. Thank you. That's awesome. And you're a Masada U group MAG 40 graduate, right? I am in fact an, a MAG 40 graduate. Uh, I even have a $5 bill that Moss has signed because I beat him on his qual the, the time that I was in there. Oh. Which I wasn't expecting to, but I did. And um, I'm actually hosting Massad in Phoenix in July for his Deadly Force instructor class. So, um, you know, for any instructor who wants to learn Moss's approach to teaching Deadly Force and uh, the judicious use of Deadly Force, we'd love to have you at our class in July. Is that an indoor range? I mean, that's Phoenix it, in July. It's not a live fire class. It's all uh, classroom classes. Oh, Tim cool. and Marty Hayes. It's a Monday through Friday class here in Phoenix. And I would love to have anybody come and train us because we need more students. <laughs> there you go, buddy. All right. What's your website? It's ActiveSelfProtection.com. You can find us on YouTube at YouTube slash Active Self Protection or Active Self Protection Extra. We have a Facebook page and an Instagram and uh, would love to help people any way we can. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Appreciate you calling in. Look forward to talking to you down the road. Thanks, John. Thanks. 
Thanks so much. Thank All you, right, folks. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, have you been to the AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon yet? Oh, my goodness. You got to go. They have the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repair to full custom firearms. AO Sword Firearms store located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or you can call them direct at 619-749-4867. Build, buy, or repair. A.O. Sword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com or call them at 619-749-4867. And by the way, this segment is brought to you by Gatsky, Dillon, and Balance, LLP. Go to cafirearmslaw.com. John Dillon is the man. If you ever have a gun issue, this is the greatest gun lawyer on the planet. 760-431-9501. Don't move a step without calling John. 760-431-9501 or cafirearmslaw.com. A little cult of personality. Boy, it's getting better and better. I love it. <laughs> love that song. Well, I think you challenged Brandon, and he just is going through all the music stuff just for you. Quick trivia. Vernon Reed won uh, Guitarist of the Year Award. Who did he beat? Flash. No idea. Kirk Hammett from Metallica. Uh-oh, he said Flash. How about, How about you, John? Did you know who that was? He said no idea. I, I know absolutely nothing about music. I could listen to a song about a thousand times and still not know the chorus or what the song's name is. <laughs> I bet if you go to Disneyland and you go through that little little the you know the small world, I'll bet you know that song. <laughs> I do. I know it's a small world. Yeah, I that's about that the only song. song I can tell you the words to. Unfortunately, I have no artistic ability whatsoever. And do not pull up. It's a small world, Brandon, or I'll break your <laughs> neck. So what's kicking? Uh, what's kicking, buddy? Uh, nothing much. You know, I just wanted uh, one of the things I was going to talk about today was something that uh, very often people are unsure of, and there's uh, you know some you know good information, bad information out there. But uh, basically, I was going to talk about you know some recommended ways to transport your firearm. So if you're going to be going to the gun shop, going to, you know, gunsmith, going to the range, how best to transport your firearms in California is a, a pretty important thing to know how to do because many times, you know, you'll be going to the range, coming back from the range and, you know, you, you didn't put it, uh, you didn't put your gun away the, the right way. Uh, you get pulled over for speeding or running a stop sign, and then all of a sudden uh, you have some you know, concealed firearms charges or some other uh, criminal charges because you know, they were able to see that uh, there's a gun in the car and you weren't transporting it right. And so a good day at the range turns into some way worse. Um, so are I you, figured we talked a little bit about that. So are you telling me that a gun rack in the back window of your truck isn't legal? 
Yeah, uh, those are those days are long gone in California. Uh, I, I don't get any type of gun rack in your car uh, if you live here or even travel through here. Uh, so well, you can get a gun rack, just don't put a gun in it. <laughs> just put a hat on it. Well, Schwartz must have listened to you because he's sitting next to his firearm. Yeah, I better bring it in. Well, I got a Jeep. I can't lock it anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and that's one of the other things, you know, especially if you are a concealed carry holder or you have a gun in your car, you can't get up and just leave it uh, right. in the car without it being secured uh, properly or else that can also get you into trouble. But uh, basically, uh, when it comes to transporting California, there are a number of rules and minimum standards that you got to meet. But what I like to do is I always like to talk about uh, what I would recommend and what I recommend goes beyond the minimum of what the law requires. And, and that's, there's a reason I always recommend it this way. It's if you were ever in a situation where for some reason you're pulled over or your car is being searched in some fashion, uh, I want as many buffer zones as there are between your secured firearm and, you know, the person searching your car. So, you know, I want, multiple locks or multiple areas that they got to get through because in the end, if you do have to show up in court, you want to be able to say, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. It was proper. And you know, you can't get me in trouble for that. So basically, um, first and foremost, when you're transporting firearm uh, in California, uh, the firearm needs to be unloaded. Uh, definitely do not have a loaded firearm. Uh, the one exception to that would be if you have a proper valid uh, concealed carry permit. Obviously, you can carry a loaded firearm at that point. But if you're just transporting a gun, make sure it's unloaded. And by unloaded, I mean, uh, you know, n- no magazines in the gun. Don't load your magazines. So keep your ammunition in there, the, you know, the manufacturer's ammunition box or a separate ammunition box. So don't stick your ammo in the magazine and then have your magazine close to your gun. Um, so always keep it unloaded uh, with all handguns or, you know, pistols, revolvers. I always recommend getting a hard case of some sort, not just the soft case, but a hard case. Put your handguns in that hard case and then lock that case with its own lock uh, and make sure that no, and I always do this, I do not have any ammunition in that pistol case. Um, if you have a case or uh, that has multiple compartments that are separated, you could do that. You put ammo in one compartment and handguns in the other. But I like to have a locked hard case for all the handguns uh, with a combination lock uh, that secures it. Put your ammo in a separate compartment or a separate bag altogether in its original boxes. Don't have it loose. Don't have it stored in a magazine. Uh, I like my magazines out of the guns. Uh, empty in separate little containers or like in a separate pocket. When it comes to the rifles, I want them in a bag. Uh, it can be a soft case. It doesn't have to be a hard case, but I also would lock those. Uh, and then I stick all those locked containers and locked cases. I put them in a trunk. If you have a trunk, put those in a trunk so that, and then lock your trunk. So that way you essentially have two locks on everything you're transporting. Um, when it comes to registered assault weapons, they obviously have additional requirements, uh, you know, how to transport and store them. Uh, even though they're long guns, you got to make sure, uh, that those are in a locked hard case, not a soft case. 
And again, lock that individually, empty, no ammunition in its tr- in a trunk uh, all by itself. Uh, you know, and then the other things that come up that are always, you know, well, what if, what if, and kind of Michael even touched on this here is he has a Jeep. So there's no separate trunk. So what do you do if you have kind of a SUV or a hatchback or a Jeep? Well, that, uh, even more is why you want, uh, you know, separate cases that have their own locks and you want to put them as far away as possible from the you know the driver or any human in the car uh in and again in locked cases can't repeat that enough um so you can put it in the back of your suv or your jeep or anything like that uh and just make sure that it's not under your seat or on your lap or next to you in the car that uh, is not recommended uh and again if you were to leave the car uh the firearm has to be secured to uh, in a locked case and unloaded in the car, but that has to be secured to the frame or some, uh, you know, permanent material in the car. So with either one of those kind of wire locks that you can loop around something, uh, in the car or, you know, actually bolted to the car on the interior of the car. And again, I say, if you have a trunk, use it, never have a gun in the passenger compartment of the car. If you can help it. Cause the, the trunk acts the trunk is a locked container if it's a fully enclosed. Yeah, yeah, and the reason, like some people, they they because the trunk is a locked container. Uh, technically speaking, some people just put their guns in there without separately kind of securing their guns. But the problem being is if you ever opened up your trunk because you had to get something out of it, or you, you know, went to the gun shop first and got some ammo, wanted to put everything in the trunk. Every time you open that trunk, you're you're exposing those firearms. So that's why I always want them separately locked up in their own cases in the trunk. So that way, even if you open the trunk, the firearms are still secured. They're still locked up. They're still in their case. Well, if you do have a, an enclosed trunk, let's say you have a CCW and you have a, a fully enclosed trunk and you pull up to the post office and you can't go in the post office uh, with your firearm or wherever, pick, pick the gun-free zone of your choice um you pull up into the parking lot can you uh, asking for a friend here can you uh go to the trunk open the trunk uh you know take the firearm out of the holster un unload it put it in the trunk close the trunk and lock the trunk go into the gun-free zone do your business come back out and then load the gun and and put it back in your holster and go about your day is that all kosher I would not recommend that. Uh, and, you know, and again, when you're outside and you, you're taking your gun out to put it in your trunk, you know, just kind of think of the headlines. When someone sees you getting out of your car and they see you pull a gun, you're out in front of a post office. Oh, no, call 911. Someone's going to go shoot at the post office. You know, that, that could cause a lot of problems. If you know you're going to be going into a gun-free zone, uh, I would have, the gun secured and properly stored before even getting close to that. So like, if you knew, okay, I'm going directly to the post office, I would recommend that that gun already be emptied and locked up in the trunk before you even leave the house. And then once you are you know, done with that area and you're not dealing with the post office anymore, uh, you could then properly secure the firearm and attach to you with your CCW license. 
Hey, John, I got a question for you that, that we hear once in a while or, or pretty regularly, actually, is like uh, in my case, for instance, driving a truck. So I don't have a trunk and I don't want to throw my, my guns just in the open bed in the back. So typically what I'll do is if I've got several handguns, I'll lock them with a cable lock. I'll stick them in the range bag. I'll lock the range bag shut with another lock and I'll throw it on the floor in the back seat because that's what I have to work with. If I'm pulled over, um, do I have to, if, if they request the, to look in the range bag, if they see the range bag, do I have to open that or do they have uh, a right to look in there and do that kind of stuff? Yeah, they, they don't have a right to look in a lock uh, case. But again, the, the better thing to do, you know, uh, would not have like not store them in something that is conspicuous in the sense of that would give any indication of what is inside the bag. Um, but yeah, like when you're in a trunk, you don't want to put it in the bed of the trunk, especially if it's not a secured, you know, enclosed bed. So yeah, my recommendation of locking them up, double locking them, and putting them as far away from you as possible is the recommended way to go on that. I would get a pink gym bag and just put them in there. They'll never look. And again, when we're talking about handguns, make sure it's a hard case. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right, buddy. Hey, that was wonderful. Glad to see you're back on the line. Thanks for all your help. And folks, if you ever, ever need a gun lawyer, cafirearmslaw.com is the best way to get a hold of John. And he'll take really good care of you. Thanks, buddy. Say hi to the family and we'll talk to you down the road. All right, have a good one, guys. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Sports Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, folks. That was our backup. Hey, what's <laughs> the style. best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike, Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearm owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com or call 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. This segment is brought to you by the fabulous people at the Gun Range San Diego. 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego, 10 to 10. Seven days a week, go to TheGunRangeSanDiego.com thegunrangesandiego.com for all your gun needs whether it's a uh, gunsmith you're buying a weapon, clothing uh, accessories training, go to the range it's all right there it's a one stop shop 7 days a week 10 to 10 with that being said we have our resident expert Casey on the line how you doing Casey? how's it going? living the dream how about you? (laughs) we're staying busy uh, it's, it's been insanely busy over here the past few weekends. Uh, yesterday, I think we clocked in around 600 and something people, new shooters coming in. That's not including members. Jeez. So <laughs> we kept up to about an hour and a half wait almost the entire day, but people were very patient with us, and we got them all in there. So it's keeping us busy, that's for sure. 
Sounds like a little brick and mortars in the works. Ain't that the truth, yep. So, talk about convert today. We're going to talk about pistols other than Glocks. Oh, there's sick a first. Glocks. I there's love my Glocks. First. I know. I love my Glocks, but I'm sick of it. All we do is talk about Glock, 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 Glock. <laughs> Let's try other things out there. When it comes to us, especially here at the gun range, the perks of us having the range over there is if people are indecisive, I can throw, you know, four or five different guns on the counter, and if they can't decide, I just tell them, go shoot it. See which gun is for you, and that's the biggest perks here is we're not here to – I mean, yes, we're here to sell guns, but it's not my personal favorite gun. I can give you some advisories on it, but we're trying to find the perfect gun for you. You know, whether we're trying to get you a P01, an HK, P20, or P2000, excuse me, USPs, Springfield EMPs, everything else, we have so much stuff up there. And that's the big perks of it is, you know, you don't want to buy a gun and then hate it or resent it down the road, always thinking, ah, I should have got that one for a little bit more. I like this model instead. So when it comes to guns other than Glocks, what other models have you guys heard of that are available out here in California? You got that amazing roster, but we we got Joe Dramisi's favorite. That's his Springfield Loaded. That is Mm -hmm. a favorite, and I actually got that from Casey down there. So, uh, yep, Springfield Loaded. That's actually was my first my first 1911 that I got. Um, I got the Parkerized. The other side of that will be your uh, XDs, which are also really good pistols. Yeah, kind of comparable to a Glock. Good time for the XDs is when they do the gear up program. Uh, once or twice a year, Springfield does this program where they give you a full-size case, a range bag, a holster, mag pouch, and instead of two magazines with the gun, they give you three additional. So you come out of there with five magazines at no additional cost. So that's yeah, that, actually one cool equivalent to it. That is a terrific um, deal. Yep. When we're selling, when people are deciding between, you know, Glock and something comparable, we usually show them the Glocks or the XDs. Um, up from there, my one of my more personal favorites is the HKs. We have a couple available right now. We have the HK P2000 with the LEM trigger. It's a double action only trigger, but it is extremely light. Uh, very, very smooth. The other version of it is the P2000 V3, which is a hammer-fired pistol, double-action, single-action, with a decocker. Those ones are about the size of a Glock 19. They have adjustable back straps, so you can choose if you want a bigger grip or shorter grip. Cool things about the P2000s is they're fully ambidextrous. That's one of the selling points is when I start hearing customers saying, hey, you know, I'm a lefty. I take them right to the P2000s because they're a left-handed gun also. Slide release, mag release on both sides of the gun. So that's a viable option. Yeah, they're big favorites. Mm-hmm. If they're looking for something a little bit heavier, we usually take them over to the CZs or the SIGs. CZs usually run you, uh, you know, 629 and up around there. Um, cool thing right now, if you heard of the PO1, uh, the yeah. CZP01 is usually one of the hardest pistols to find. The CZ only does a couple batches. I have a bunch of stock right now, and our distributors have quite a few available. So if people are looking for PO1s, come get them. They're a aluminum frame, uh, hammer-fired, double-action, single-action pistol with a decocker. The PO1 is actually statistically the most reliable pistol by NATO standards and our standards. They took the SIG. They took the Glock. They took the PO1. They took the HK. The PO1 shot 15,000 rounds out of the same gun with only seven malfunctions and beat all the other guns out of it. A lot of people don't know that, that that's what the PO1 does, but for concealed carry, dude carry, anything, the PO1 is an extremely great option. And do a lot of people use that for a competition? The PO1, not as much because okay. it's shorter. The SPO1, yeah, they that's do. What it is. The SPO1 is the full size. Pretty much same gun, just longer rail. People yep. love that for competition. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people that use it for concealed carry. It's a little bit heavy in my side for that, but absolutely. They're extremely... 
extremely accurate pistols because of how CZ designed them. They have one of the lowest bore axes available on most semi-automatic pistols. So that's mm-hmm. why a lot of competition shooters like them. Um, the other rare one that you can get through CZ is the Tax Sport. Um, those are on the roster, but they're they don't really make them anymore, and they're extremely hard to find. So it's up there. Um, the other one CZ has is the Shadow Twos. Um, the Shadow Twos also off roster, but a lot of the competition shooters love those because they're a tuned up CZ pistol and they just run so smooth. Yeah, a lot of people love their CZs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, and that's the thing. CZ is kind of that middle point for price range. It's higher than the Glocks, lower than the HKs, lower than the CZs. Um, they're nothing fancy. I wouldn't say they're nothing fancy, but they're an amazing firearm to begin with. Um, there's a lot of great companies out there like Cajun Gunworks who can tune up that that PO1 or that SPO1 or the 75 Bravo. Any of those, they can tune them up into whatever you want. They do amazing packages available for them. So, you know, when people say that Glock's the most, you know, customizable gun, it absolutely is. Don't get me wrong. But all these other firearm companies, they make parts and pieces. And once they're like a smaller set, like the CZs and stuff like that, the guys that start working on them are extremely skilled craftsmen. Like, they can do some wonderful things on them. You can actually get armor plates on SPL ones. So they kind of mill it out, make a special plate for it, because that's the downside about it is a lot of times when you're doing RMRs, you need a wider slide to be able to mount it. But with our mechanical engineering, they can do it now. Got it. Hey, real quick, we just got a couple, a minute or so left. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone buys a firearm. Now it's, you know, it's 2020. Here it is, uh, February, mm-hmm. almost March. So if they buy a uh, first time, uh, t- they buy a firearm, what's that cost? They've got to get their, their shooting card, their safety card. Uh-huh. What's the cost they of that? they got to get their, their yeah. firearm safety certificate. It's right. 30 questions, multiple choice. It's $25. Okay. Uh, Drove fees right now went up to $37.19. For the drove fee, private party transfer to ten dollars more at forty-seven nineteen, and then additional ten dollars per gun on that. So, uh, and then taxes on top of it. So, you're looking at fee-wise. If you already have your FSC, you're good. But if it's a first-time buyer, twenty-five dollars plus thirty-seven nineteen plus tax on whatever gun they want. And if the gun doesn't come with a California compliant lock, we have to sell them. But those are yeah, cheap. I got it. Okay, great. Yeah. Time to buy, man. So, yeah, there's absolutely, you know, I, I've had a couple of new shooters come in here today, and they were extremely indecisive about what they want. They didn't know if they wanted to go with the HK or with that PO1. And perks for them is I have them on the range, so they're going to go over there and shoot them. So I was like, hey, go get these two, test them out, come back, see which one you like. They yeah. went with the HK. Yeah, and that's a really big deal because people go to the bigger box stores and they look at guns and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But to go to your range, it's all right there. To, you know, to fire it, it's really good. All right, baby. Exactly. You know, they just got to wait a little bit of time. But hey, you know what? At least they know whether they're going to like it or not before they buy it. Got they it. can shoot it and test it out. Great job. All right, buddy. You did an awesome job as usual. Like I said, always shoot it before you buy it. Absolutely. Okay. That's the Gun Range San Diego, folks. If you ever need any help at all, advice, these guys take care of first time shooters, second time shooters, old time shooters. All with the same mentality. Customer first. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. You too, guys. All right. Hey, we're going to take a little bit of a break. What well, we, we, got? Got our, we got our second hour coming up. Are we? Are you sure you're staying? We got our second hour coming up. Yeah, we got Joe Dramisi. He's going to be coming up in the next uh, segment. What are you going to talk about? That's right. We're going to talk about carrying around in the chamber. Yeah, for your CCW holder. Absolutely, right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. 
This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. America is waking up. FM 96.1. The North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The answer. KCBQ. San Diego.